If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 422. Again, we'll explain that. We weren't here last week. Thanks, technical errors. Anyway, uh, it's for December 10th, 2019, and there is so much to get to this week. Uh, we've got big Project Scarlet news. We've got uh, the Game Awards coming up. We've got Resident Evil 3. We've got uh, a baseball game is coming to Xbox, a real one, <laughs> and if you are... If you're a baseball fan at all, you know this is a huge deal. And even outside of baseball, uh, it's a huge deal, and I'll explain why. Uh, there is just so much to get to. Stay tuned. Unlocked 422 is coming at you right now. All right, my friends. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. To my right, Destin Legary. Bam, hey, everybody. He's back. Back with a bam. Sorry, I missed last week. Mark Medina. Why isn't but it called Resident Evil 3 Mate? It turns out you didn't miss last week. Why is it called Remake? Why isn't it called Resident Evil 3 Mate? I agree no. with you completely. Moving on. Miranda Sanchez, hi. Oh, hello. <laughs> Stop. I need to get off this tram. You know, there is some stuff going on in the pre-show. The show just started. I, think I'm, I don't know if I'm prepared for this. I haven't had enough coffee. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, uh, yeah, as you can see, we're all very fired up because we did not get to actually put out a show last week. We had video, everything seemed look good, and then when I went to publish it all, there was no audio for anything and no way to resurrect it. So now, if you're wondering, well, that's idiotic, well, has, is that going to ever happen again? No, because John Borba, super producer, is sitting off camera uh, over there in the corner, keeping an eye on everything, making sure we are recording and we are golden. So He also dances to the music, which is... The, it is very nice. It's going to be a great show. It's going to be great. <laughs> Uh, yes, episode 422. This is our penultimate unlocked for 2019. One more show to go. The trophy is here because it's possible we might be awarding it today. Destin, you can, uh, well, you can't, you can't clinch with just a correct answer. Miranda would also have to miss, but if you, if you do get it right, you could do no worse than a tie and force a runoff. So okay. uh, we may be awarding the trophy today. We'll see. We will see. The Unlock Block Trivia Trophy. Did that you was look the better? real reason I didn't want to be on the show today. <laughs> I'm nervous. It's going to be good. We're going to yeah. have a good time. I, I specifically yeah. chose I chose a listener question that I thought none of you would have an advantage on. <laughs> that it's just, it's just pretty out there. 
you know, it's, it's, it's a matter of trying to test your memory a little bit and maybe just a little random roll of the dice. So we'll, we'll do that later in the show. Uh, what else before we get rolling here? The game awards is next week. So, uh, no, excuse me. The game awards week, is this week. week. So on next week's unlocked, we'll recap all of that. Uh, it's, I'm going to be, I'm super curious to see what sort of Xbox things we are, we already know. Jeff Keighley has confirmed that, uh, we'll see the first Gears Tactics footage. Miranda, I know that's Yay. got you fired up. Yes, I'm super excited. And then a uh, new gameplay for Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which has got me fired up because we haven't seen that game in, let's see, over a year? 16 years. <laughs> it's been in development for a while. but yeah, <laughs> So I, long. I played it at last year's E3. And it's now, it's due out in, I believe it's February. Yeah, February. Mm-hmm. It's the first of the uh, many first-party games coming out uh, in 2020. In fact, I had to make a list. I was on GameScoop uh, this week, and we're talking, talking about 2019 recap, 2020, what's coming up. Microsoft shipped two first-party games mm-hmm. this year. One was phenomenal, Gears 5. Mm-hmm. One was not, Crackdown 3. Mm-hmm. But 2020, I mean, it remains to be seen how good they are, but February is Ori 2. March is Minecraft Dungeons. April, uh, excuse me, no, March is uh, is Bleeding Edge. April's Minecraft Dungeons, and May is Wasteland 3. So you've got a, a, a first-party title four months in a row. I don't know if that's ever happened in the history of Microsoft first-party studios. Plus Cuphead Delicious Last Course DLC at some point. Uh, oh, and Battletoads is supposed to be, the I think, spring. So that's somewhere in there as well. And then, of course, Halo in the fall, probably Forza Motorsport 8 uh, mm-hmm. at launch for Scarlet as well. So it, we will, at the very least, not suffer the same drought that we got on the first-party side this year. And hopefully the Game Awards is going to give us our first taste of what 2020 is going to be like. All right, uh, before we get rolling with the news, I wanted to mention uh, Halo Reach is out for the Master Chief Collection. Mm-hmm. So it's out on Xbox and therefore completing the collection on Xbox, and it's also, they put Reach Out on PC, which is the start of Master Chief Collection on PC. So I thought, uh, you know, Reach, a lot of people, Reach is their favorite Halo. thought I'd just kind of go around, what, what is, what is your, each of your favorite Halo game, whether it's Reach or another one, just as we kind of celebrate the ultimate completion of the Master Chief Collection, which I am re-reviewing right now. I threatened to do this a long time ago, <laughs> finally doing it, and spoiler alert, it's going really well. <laughs> it works. Yeah. And it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. I've been throwing the most obscure selections at it I can because you can you can basically tell it exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. You could say, Well, I want big team battle, but only from Halos two, three, and four. Or you could say, I want SWAT just from Halo Two. Uh and I've been throwing all sorts of weird combinations at it, and it has gotten me a game every single time. So it's going super well. Favorite Halo, Destin? Uh, usually I'm torn between Halo 2 and 3. Uh, you said that uh, Reach is many people's favorites on a run of show. Uh, I had to play it on PC. It, it is kind of uh, one of their stronger storytelling uh, games. Bungie's final Halo. Yeah, their fi- final yeah. Halo. I phrased that weird. But anyway, uh, my personal favorite is probably 
Halo 2 for gameplay, but Halo 3 for other reasons. Halo 3 is kind of when I started doing video capture yeah. and uh, learning how to edit and stuff like that. And I, I entered a contest that I made a, a dumb video called We Love Halo 3 on Game Trailers. And uh, I ended up winning the contest because the other guy who was competing had made that video like two years before. And the rules specifically stated. Anyway, so I won the contest. On a technicality? <laughs> sort of on a technicality, yeah. Because well, the community was you... like, that guy made that video three years ago. <laughs> you know. Um, so I won. I got a signed poster from Bungie. Oh, that's cool. Like the whole team of Halo 3. And uh, the video was real dumb. But it kind of <laughs> like kicked off this uh, video production gig that I'm doing today. That's great. Oh, I love that. It's a great story. And I love Halo 3. Halo 3 is a, a really good game. And what they were able to do with the replay tool, somebody tweeted about this actually, about... Yeah, the the the, the, um, the Forge stuff. Yeah, they, they actually created that using the save point system, and they would replay a moment in time over and over again. And they did something with writing to the disc. He was sort of tweeting about how it happened, and I'm like... Hey, like, thank you for, you know, putting so much development work into that. That is a large reason why I'm a video editor, producer, uh, manager today. Yeah. So, that's yeah. great. Oh, I love that. That's a fantastic story. Top that, Mark Medina. I can't. Your favorite Halo. <laughs> uh, I've said it on the show before. Halo Reach is my favorite Halo. Nice. I'm playing it on PC. Sounds a little wonky on it, but the game is super fun. And, uh, yeah. That, as far as storytelling goes, that is, that is a great game. Mark, how's the sound wonky? Uh, it's this thing where when you shoot your gun, it kind of sounds like it's a mile away. Uh, the music's crazy loud and, uh, I have not experienced this. It's only on PC. I know, but I've been, I've been playing on PC at home. I've, I've tweaked it. I, I mean, there's no tweaking to be done. I've messed with my, my computer sound systems and I've looked it up and a lot of people are like, yo, y'all need to fix this sound. (laughs) Um, yeah, it just sounds like your gun's super far away. The music sounds super loud. And then when they're talking to you, certain people, you can't, you just cannot hear them. Mm. Uh, I had that issue with Call of Duty. Weirdly enough, weird. Like with another shooter that had somewhat similar issues. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's like a Dolby weird bug or something. Yeah. But some sort of sound Windows but sound card update. I don't it's know. uh, but the game is fun. It runs super well on PC. It looks great. Right. It's, it still look the image quality. It still yeah. looks pretty good yeah. for a nine year old game. Right. Well, mm-hmm. They enhance the graphics. It looks mm-hmm. phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, yep. the, uh, 4K 60 frames. Yeah. I'm playing uh 1080 144 hertz. Uh, nice. and and because it's an old game. It's like max settings, and I think my computer is getting like 300 frames. That's like, <laughs> even though it's enhanced textures, it still can run it. And so that's like what's making it great is it's one of the rare games that I can get a solid 144 hertz with a G-Sync monitor. Uh, it's great. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I probably played more multiplayer of Halo 3. Uh, and so I like it a lot. There's definitely a soft spot there, but Halo Reach is my favorite campaign for sure. What's your favorite mission in Reach? Oh man. Uh, spoilers. It's, it's a nine year old game. Uh, Lone Wolf. Definitely. Yeah. Like, that's what kind of, kind of like, so, so the mission before Lone Wolf, the, the final mission of the game, like, that is like a, it's like a sad mission, cause it's just like, you and this guy left, and he's just like, there it is, the Pillar of Autumn, race you to her, and you're just kind <laughs> of like, it's just you guys left. And then you know at the end that it's just gonna be you left, and then it's just like, this like, struggle to stay alive, but you're not gonna stay alive, and it's the first time you actually see helmet, your helmet cracking, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. What a great game. What a great end to a great game. I, uh, I'm a big fan of the Saber mission when you go up into space. Oh yeah. That, that was the, the coolest moment in Reach for me. I mm. love that stuff. Miranda, 
Favorite Halo? Oh, it's very hard because I love the original trilogy a whole lot. Um, it's like a foundation of like first-person shooters for me. Uh, so competitively, I love Halo 3 so much. And like kind of similar with Destin, gameplay-wise, I actually really like what they did with a lot of stuff in Halo 2. Um, Dueling healers. Um, but I think combat evolved is my favorite. Um, it's one of the few games that I just like dragged all my friends in from high school and like far before that, um, just to play halo, like just to play this game. It's like, Hey, you don't care about video games, but I'm going to force you to sit down with me and play halo with me because this is something that's important to me. And like, you can just kind of jump in. It's a little bit simple enough to where people can understand it. Um, and it was also one of the few games my dad would play with me, but behind my mom's back like she would leave and he was like okay i don't have anyone to play with but i know you want to play this game so don't tell your mom this him rated video game yeah because i was i was i'm kind of young so it's like i was super baby when this came out and so i i could like play and i understood what was going on but it's you know more violent and like they used to hide a golden eye from us and like i would find and still play it (laughs) um and so this was really special for me to have that with my dad and so like we would play halo together and then eventually we brought in my brother and like that's such a really meaningful thing for me and that's why i like to share specifically combat evolve with other people and so yeah that's That's great so uh are you talking co-op campaign or multiplayer or both 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 nice favorite map multiplayer map got one um, I don't remember the multiplayer maps as well for Combat Evolved. Okay. Yeah, I'm a, you know, I, for me, it's always Blood Gulch, number one, mm-hmm. but uh, Hang'em High. Yeah. Is, uh, I would say, so yeah, probably Blood Gulch. You can't yeah, argue with good. the Gulch. It's no. the best. It's a box desert canyon. Yeah. Full of vehicles and awesomeness. <laughs> Halo was the first twin stick shooters that I ever played. It's like, I played like GoldenEye and I've played games on PC, but I remember playing Halo for the first time with a giant controller. And I'm like, whoa, this is weird. This just this just makes you walk and this makes you look. And I, I remember being like, this is really, really weird. And then like 10 minutes in, I was like, of course this is right. what makes sense. And that's still what it is. Yeah. For me, it's uh it's very much Halo 2, like by by a mile. Even though one is uh, one is would be my second ranked one, mm-hmm. but uh two, I've I think I've probably told the story on Unlock before, but I have never had never and still since have never seen or personally experienced as much hype for a video game. Hmm. The <laughs> hype heading into Halo 2 was just off the charts. Um, and this was before social media. I mean, this mm-hmm. is 2004. And it was just, everybody was so fired up for it, myself included, both uh, personally and professionally working at OXM. And uh, finally getting to play it, and it somehow it completely lived up to... I think not only its own hype, but my hope, own hype for it, particularly on the multiplayer side. It, I don't know if there's ever been a better overall high quality collection of multiplayer maps in a single game. Like Call of Duty has, you know, there, there, well, most games, most shooters, it's, there's sort of maybe one or two or even three standout maps. Yeah. But in Halo 2, Basically, I would say 90% of them were, weren't just good, but they were great. Like, I mean, Lockout, Midship, Ivory Tower, Coagulation, uh, just the list goes on. It's, it's absurd how, how good the multiplayer maps were. It's like the, the map designers, which is Chris Carney and, and Max Hoberman and the Bungie team were just, they were just in some sort of zone. Mm-hmm. And it was the, the maps in that game are uh, like, it's the only game I can name probably 
like a dozen or more of the maps just off the top of my head. There's so many maps for multiplayer games that I love and I just never remember the names. And mm-hmm. I feel sad. It's like, you know, that one in the desert and there's a convenience store <laughs> yeah. around the corner and then there's like this one peeking hole. You know, like that's how I describe my maps. It's like the worst. Isn't, um, isn't Zanzibar like that? Zanzibar yeah. with the, 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 the fan yeah, map, which oh, is the yeah. first, like I want to play on the fan map. That's the first <laughs> multiplayer map they ever showed off, mm-hmm. uh, at E3 2004. Uh, with, uh, on single flag CTF. Mm. Whereas one, you know, you start on the beach and you're trying to get in to the base and get the map. I mean, yeah, it's Beaver Creek. Uh, there's, it just, the list goes on and on and on. And, and even the extra maps, the multiplayer map pack they released later was full of great maps. Mm-hmm. They just kept it rolling. It's, and now playing it again on Master Chief Collection for this re-review coming back to the MCC. Like I said, it all works. It still feels amazing. And even the, the handful of, of Halo 2 remake maps where they remade them in the, the new mm-hmm. engine, uh, that was Max Hoberman did that at certain affinity. They just, they look, they still look amazing even five years later. Master Chief Collection came out five years ago already, but they, 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 they somehow they've, Max nailed the feel of Halo 2 and they just, they feel fantastic. So. Oh yeah, Halo Two always always the one one true king in my heart. Okay, let's get to the news. There is a lot to cover. We started early this week. Thankfully, yeah. the, the the shoot before us got out early, so we we hopped right in. Uh, Lockhart. So mm-hmm. Project yeah. Scarlet. We've been sort of a, using it as a shorthand for the one single super powerful next gen console, but yep. in reality. Behind the scenes, Project Scarlet is to sub a project umbrella. Mm-hmm. Destin, I think you might be able to explain this. Pretty yeah, well. sorry. So there, there's going to be two different SKUs. Apparently, there's Lockhart, a, a lower powered one. That's the code name, and then a, a code name Anaconda, which is uh, the 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 Scarlet that we've yes. largely been thinking of. That is uh, reportedly five times more powerful than the X. Uh, Lockhart is similar to the S, where it doesn't have a disk drive and sacrifices some of that power, but is still similar to the the, the sad. Yeah, <laughs> the sad. yeah. not yeah. the S. Yeah, um, and then the um, the uh, the Scarlet is the true next gen experience. Of, the, the Anaconda. 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 See, we're doing Scarlet. it already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Scarlet, <laughs> the Umbrella, Lockhart, and then uh, Anaconda yes. are the sub sub structures. So yeah, Kotaku is reporting that uh, that Lockhart is is back either back on the table or it turns out perhaps it was never off the table because mm-hmm. when the when the next gen rumors first started up, this this is exactly what it was is that it, there were two. Two Xbox consoles. Mm-hmm. And then it seemed like Microsoft kind of quashed that and it was just going to be one. But no, it is looking like it is, in fact, two. Uh, so they're targeting 4K60 on, for everything on Anaconda and 1440-60 on Lockhart. So there will be a, a – the difference between this and – because remember, the Xbox 360, Microsoft's most successful console ever uh, – Launched with two SKUs, there, but the the actual box was the same. The technical capabilities was the same. Mm-hmm. It was just one had a hard drive and one didn't. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah, the the arcade, the arcade exactly right, and the and the pro. So with that in mind, this is basically one does two K, one does four K. Exactly, mm-hmm. that's a great way to think about it. Um, They'll both be obviously improved over what we've got now, certainly. And the and, and Ryan, you said fourteen forty. I think you mean one twenty. I think the consoles don't do one forty four. 
1440p resolution, so as mm. opposed to 2160p. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay, no, you okay. had it, you had yeah, it right. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. No, we're good. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, but the, the, the SSD, the, the, you know, trying to eliminate load times, that will apparently all be part of Lockhart yeah. as well. So you'll still get a pretty darn next gen experience from what we know so far, but it's just not going to be as, as, as good, mm-hmm. as technically good, mm-hmm. uh, as, the Anaconda, but the price will also reflect that. Yeah. Right. What that price is yet is remains to be seen, and that's kind of what I want to talk to you guys about is what do you think about what we're looking at for pricing structure on these, and uh, is this a good idea? You know, we, we live in a smartphone world where there are four iPhones that come out every year. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is this, but this is this definitely bucks tradition in the console space. What do you guys think? Uh, okay, okay, I'll start. Do it. Uh, I think, hmm, I have a lot of thoughts. Like, you would think, like, I, your gut reaction is, like, this is an excellent idea, right? Like, they're going to be able to release a cheaper console out the gate. So if if PlayStation 5 only has their Anaconda equivalent, like, right. that's okay. what they're going to go with, uh, when you read over those specs, I, I combed through Windows Central yesterday, that's man. It seems like it's got to be like a five hundred dollar console. Which at, one? at the, the cheapest, the, the, the PS five or the PS five and Anaconda. And Anaconda, exactly. Like, like five hundred out the gate. I agree. Four ninety nine, ninety nine. Yeah, thank you. I, I just yeah. the correct answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> save the penny. Uh, it's got to be that thing is beefy. It's yeah. like twelve teraflops. Right, I think is nuts. And five hundred dollars has. It is it is the established precedent now from the and that, Xbox and One, and that's a totally fine price for a closed box system mm-hmm. that's that powerful. That's really really cool. Uh, but it's tough because yeah, if they come out and they're like, okay, so we have the Anaconda, and then we have the PlayStation Five, and then and then we have the Lockhart. Yeah, it's really weird to think that you can get a technically next gen console for three fifty. Like, who knows what it's going to be? Yeah. But it's got to be a little bit cheaper because it's it's it's. More equivalent to the X. If one's three fifty and one's four ninety nine, that would be a, a really strong position. That'd be for great. Xbox I mean, that's also great for people who want to do both the next PlayStation and Xbox. Great and point. Mm-hmm. People who want to do both. It's like, well, point. maybe they're primarily PlayStation gamers, and then they're like, okay, well, I can also get this because there's things that I want to try on Xbox, and like this is a decent investment for me to mm-hmm. make a little bit later down the line. Or I was also thinking this is like a great starting point for people who don't really have 4K capabilities anyway. Mm-hmm. They want this next gen. They maybe don't either have the funds or would want to upgrade to whatever. Like they're going to do another SKU however many years online, right? Like, okay, if they're willing to wait to upgrade to that anyway, then just go for the cheaper SKU. Like if you're not having 4K, then you're yeah, still right. getting and, what and you now, need out of and this. And part of this, by the way, I didn't mention is uh, the, the word is that this the Anacon, excuse me, the Lockhart will not have a disk drive. Right. So you will be going digital and you will not have 4K Blu-ray capability. But I cannot think of the last time I bought a disk. Well, and with the new consoles, it it, it makes it even – well, not the new consoles, the new Xbox consoles because they're touting this possible feature that xCloud is going to make it where if you're like, okay, I want to buy Red Dead Redemption 3, Mm -hmm. you buy the game, you're instantly going to be able to start streaming the game using xCloud while Mm -hmm. your game downloads in the background. And then presumably an hour or two later when that's done – your thing will pop up in the 4K. Later. I mean, sure. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, yeah. If you, if you got gigabit internet. <laughs> the thing I'm worried about, though, yeah. is, is the new consoles. That sounds great for the consumer in a more – and I'm not going to say that they're short-sighted. I would never say that. But 
the thing I'm worried about is like the Xbox One X is a fantastic console mm-hmm. that we'll never see the potential of because everything that's made for the One X still has to fit on this VCR console from two, 2013, right? Every Anthem, uh, Odyssey, that all has to run on people's original giant chunky black Xbox. So the Lockhart, which is fantastic, five years later, every developer is still going to have to try to make games for this lower powered system. So they I actually think it's have great. they actually have talked about this at Microsoft and how they make it really easy for scalability. Um, at least to Project X Cloud, and I'm wondering if they're going to use that X Cloud technology to help facilitate. But that's uh, the older we console. scaling, yeah. and I, I I don't know. Scaling worries me. I like think, there's I mean, 4K, and then there's 1080 scaled. Before. Yeah, I think you're both right. I mean, and we did see this with uh, Scorpio the X, where mm-hmm. it is you know it is proprietary hardware. It's not just sort of off the shelf AMD stuff uh, the way yeah, that the original Xbox that. One yeah. was. Um, and it, you know, the, the X does inherently make things better, but mm-hmm. yes, developers, of course, still have to put in additional yeah. work. And then, yeah, you are still ultimately anchored down by the core system. And in fact, in, in, uh, so this was Kotaku deserves the, the credit here. They initially reported all this and they, they write, game developers will be expected to support both Anaconda and Lockhart which some are worried might hamper their ambitions for next gen games in the coming years exactly to your point mark right so, so yeah, they get this they get this huge anaconda and they get all these 12 terabytes of specs we'll call them terabytes now we're we'll um, good with that and it's like yeah you get you you don't have to scale down anything and then it's like oh but we also have this cheaper thing and that is always going to exist during the life cycle of the project scarlet you know what i mean like this comes out in 2020, so let's say the life cycle is till 2026 or 2027. Yeah. The law card is always going to be a system that they have to support True. in 2026. You know, yeah, it's a little worrisome that out of the gate there's already a, a console that's going to hamper what these new. It, it makes the, yeah. the the super powerful consoles seem less powerful right out of the gate, in my mm. opinion. I mean, I. I hear you, and you know we've we've been hearing about uh, a breaking down of generational barriers with mm-hmm. with Microsoft and the future of Xbox, and and that games will actually continue to support Xbox One for a while. Yeah. Halo Infinite is a supposedly coming to Xbox One as well. I wonder if that's going to be day and date in the fall of 2020 or or not. But maybe uh, what what Lockhart can help do if we want to. Try to take a more optimistic look at it because again, I, I think your <laughs> concerns are valid. <laughs> I think your concerns are valid, but yeah, that's not even but, something I thought about. And it's like, oh, that's a really great point, and that's yeah, that is. But hopefully, great. inevitably, developers will stop r- supporting Xbox One, mm-hmm. and then Lockhart can become the new floor, sure, rather than Xbox One. So effectively, raising the floor. Uh, while also obviously raising the ceiling with with the anaconda. Here, so here's the thing: having older SKUs has not impacted PC gaming. They true. still support across various graphics cards and you know RAM requirements as long as you meet those minimum requirements. So their mm-hmm. minimum requirements are set at the Xbox One standard, right? Mm-hmm. So they need their game needs to be able to support that, and if it supports that, it can run all the way up to the max settings, and it just scales based on that. It's like setting your graphics settings in every PC game that we play, right? Mm-hmm. You set it to low, medium, high. Well, you're going to get the low version if you got a standard, but if you want the the beefy stuff, you want the Anaconda version of the uh, Project Scarlet. Sure. 
I mean, you got to think in 2013 is when these consoles came out. I don't know what video card was relevant in 2013, but but can you imagine a scenario where Red Dead 2 comes out on Steam and they say, by the way, this you know needs to look great on the 2080 Ti, but it also needs to work on the GTX 960. You know what I mean? I mean, like, they have their minimum system requirements. They do exactly what you just said. Sure, but I would love to see a computer running on like a 960. You know, something and, that's eight years old. I'm I, sure it's. You know, but the developer's not held to it either. They can be like, you know what? We're done with these. Where they always have to make Red Dead 2 had to work on my launch PS4. Like, right. they, it had to. And, and they don't so, have a choice. So, yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is hopefully the Lockhart will help accelerate the sunsetting of the Xbox One as a supported mm-hmm. platform mm-hmm. for major titles as we move forward. Do you see what I'm saying? I think what would put me more at ease, and I, I don't think that they would do this, is if they release the Lockhart for something crazy, like $300. And Possible. Then in, and then in 2024, they were like, no more Lockhart support. Like, and, well, and now, oh, and now on a Honda base. <laughs> you never, I mean, what, we are living in a, a changing console ecosystem where, you know, I, I don't know if we're going to see a, seven-year life cycle again mm-hmm. what year did the one launch 2013. 2013 so it is going to be seven years between a proper generations and of course with the the xbox one x as a as a step in between a half step yeah. i would be stunned if they pulled support for the lockhart four years after launch that's just oh i would be too that's why i don't that's what makes me less excited about the idea of a lockhart mm-hmm. is is what phone do you have the iphone x you have the x mm-hmm uh, Which is two years old now. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was top of the line when it was released, right? Mm-hmm. I, I waited that generation to the next one. And I think there were three SKUs for the, the iPhone when that was released. The, the, the S, the XR and the, the whatever. The Max, the, Max. Right. The big one. Yeah. 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 I went XR, middle of the road, mm-hmm. and I love my phone. I wasn't worried about the, the three lens camera. If I want to take proper photos, I will take a proper camera and go take <laughs> proper photos, you know, um, but I'm totally satisfied with what my phone is able to do with photography. Mm-hmm. Um, with this, I think there are gamers out there and players who are less concerned about that 4K fidelity that we discussed. And I don't 100%. see, de- yeah, and I, I don't see developers pulling support for them. Because it, it can't do 4K, it seems it seems to me like it would be easy to downscale to something as close to 4K as 2K, as opposed to like like I would be more worried about the Xbox One standard than mm-hmm. Lockhart versus the Anaconda. Well, at this moment, yeah, but the Xbox One standard is about to be obsolete. Like yeah. it's going to be. I mean, it's not supported for a little while. Though. Well, I, I mean, like as far as like technology goes, like that would be a seven-year-old console with three new consoles in front of it. Yeah. Like, at yeah. that point, I feel True. like you could... Con- I guess what I'm worried about is I think it's going to be less about... And, and the, I'm not a game developer, so I don't know. But it's like, I think... If I had to assume, it's less about let's make this super powerful game for the Anaconda, take everything we can to make this game look great on this, and then scale it down for Lockhart. I think it, I think it goes more the other way. Let's make what we can for the Lockhart... And then we'll just scale it up mm. for Anaconda, which makes Anaconda seem like it's running older games. Because that's what, I hope you're wrong. That's what I have <laughs> yeah, to assume. I mean, here's the thing too: is like we're not game developers, so uh, yeah, uh, it's almost unfair for us to assume. It's like, like it's like I'd want to I'd want to talk to a developer and be like, hey, does it How do you look suck that the PlayStation Four and Xbox One still exist, or would you love to just make games for <laughs> I, the Pro and the X? I think you know? I think you guys have made a lot of compelling points. The one concern I have. Um, and again, you know, it's, it's Microsoft right now is, they are in the 
they have been in the multi-year process of of uh, walking the walk rather than talk in, instead of just talking the talk. Mm-hmm. And where I'm going with this is Microsoft has been. I think messaging this is going to be critical. Messaging it yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, and this, cause this, this may inherently be confusing to the market in, at mm-hmm. large of, wait, there's two new Xboxes. Which one should I get? Okay. One's more. So, you know, I think Microsoft's just going to have to be very, very clear about, you know, we, we talk in hindsight about how Microsoft messaged the Xbox One very defensively because mm-hmm. they were mm-hmm. set back on their heels by, the the public reaction to it and the mistakes they made and and the you know Sony's going on the offensive of here's how to here's how to share games with your friends on PlayStation here have a disc <laughs> yeah. you know all that stuff Microsoft had to just play they were they were on their heels they were on defense the whole time so the, they have they have struggled with messaging mm-hmm. and you know they've they've been doing a lot of stuff right over the last three four years and it's go they're gonna have to message this right mm-hmm. they're gonna have to do a good job of explaining not why you know one's better than the other but why how both how either of them can be awesome for you and here are the sure. strengths of each one mm-hmm. and really play from from showing the strengths rather than what they i guess i should say what they can do rather than what one of them can't do sure mm-hmm. so yeah. that's that's going to be on them that's that i'm very out. excited Next year is going to be a crazy. It's going to be so much fun. Next year's going to um, be cool. Are we- sorry, it's like I'm really excited for the Lockhart in particular, not because I want it, but because I think my siblings could get it. Mm-hmm. Like they maybe have one console. Like my brother's mostly PC, so it's like I could like just make them get this a little bit easier if it's cheaper, and then I can play games with them. Yeah. So like that's that's like well, the idea here, right? It's like that excited idea that more people could have access to this. Yes. Like, yeah. A hundred percent. I I play games with my wife all the time, and we just upgraded her from the from the launch PS4 to a PS4 Slim because she doesn't care. She just yeah. wants a PS4. Sure, she yeah. doesn't need the Pro, and the right. Slim was two hundred bucks. And so, if I'm gonna go get an Xbox, you know, I'm gonna want an Anaconda, right? Of course. <laughs> you know, you're on want, this show. We want the powerful yes. console. Uh, but someone like her, exactly like what Miranda's saying, she's she's gonna be like, yeah, I don't, I don't, just give me the cheaper one. As long as I'm able to play games with you, just just give me the cheaper one. It's fine. Price. What do you guys think? Give me a quick, quick hot take. Uh, you know, we don't know a ton about these. We have, a, we don't have, a, we have a little bit to go off of. Not a lot. Anaconda price versus, uh, excuse me, yeah, Anaconda and Lockhart price. Destin, three ninety nine and four ninety nine. I could see that, Mark. It's fair. I'd love to say three fifty and five, but three fifty is barely more expensive. That that's like what the X is retailing at right now. Yeah, so I, I think probably four and five as well. Miranda, any you agree or you feel differently? I agree, but I'll say three fifty to be. The weird one. Nice. I'm on board with that. Yeah, I, I think four and five sounds sounds about right. Yeah. For, you, you make a good point, Mark. If I, it's three and four, man. That's no, it's not. That would be three insane. And four. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah. I I don't see I don't see them it, be, the anaconda going over five. Uh, granted, I'm the guy who thought that five was a bad idea for the X, and I was mm-hmm. completely wrong about that. So and uh, you know so, but yeah, five feels like the established. Like yep. here's here's I what just, that's your cap. That's yeah. that's the top end. That's what you. Mm-hmm. That's what gets you the top end console on the market. Because PS3 was what five ninety nine, and people yeah. were like, "Get out of town." That's when you start entering second job territory. Yeah, <laughs> that's, as Sony told us to do at the 100%. time, get a second job. <laughs> get a second job, and that did not go well for Sony. Yeah, so everybody like, learned from that. Rude. Yeah, it's, it's not. <laughs> 
Some you do. <laughs> I say that. So, uh, and, and 499 at, it didn't go well relative to the 399 of uh, the $500 Xbox One didn't go well yeah, against you have the $400 PS4. You have to assume the they're going to so. come out at the same price. Definitely. They're, cause they're, they're going to be, by all accounts, from what we've heard from developers so far, pretty close. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I don't think we're going to see one drastically more powerful or less powerful than the other I, one. I'm hoping for 350 only because and for, and, for Lockhart, of course, for Lockhart because yeah. I don't know. It's tough when you're spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars. You you reach this weird threshold where you're like four hundred dollars for a Lockhart. If it's 350, you're like, okay, cool. That's like three games I can get. Like. A, a, mm-hmm. Opposed to from what you're saying, an, yeah, yeah, yeah. Opposed to getting an anaconda with no games, right? Yeah. But it's like I feel like once you get to 400, once you're in those hundreds, you're like, I might as well go 500 I mean, and get the better console. I you think know what I, mean? I think 350 is possible because that's that's, that's what I would because we for. we would we would absolutely see a price cut of the Xbox One X as soon as it's not the top end thing mm-hmm. anymore. I mean, it's. It's what I think it's. It's officially four fifty now, or is it officially down to four? I think it's officially down to four. Is it? But I I I think it's also hard to not find it on a deal for three fifty. Right. So yeah, you it could easily go down to three, mm-hmm. and then we're, we've already seen the the S. You know, you can get it for two hundred uh, in a yeah. lot of deals. So yeah, I mean there there is a I think there is room in the in the kind of pricing structure there for potentially uh you know those price cuts and then Lockhart to come in at three fifty, which would be a heck of an entry point into next-generation gaming. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Speaking of Project Scarlet, uh, the first one is out in the wild, and it belongs to Phil Spencer. <laughs> Not a surprise <laughs> there. Phil taking the Twitter, saying, quote, And it started. This week I brought my Project Scarlet console home, and it's become my primary console, playing my games, connecting to the community, and, yes, using my Elite Series 2 controller, Having a blast. Great work by the team. 2020 is going to be an incredible year. What well, a tease. This means uh, the, you the console, <laughs> the Scarlet, has been taped out, mm-hmm. uh, meaning all the specs, everything's locked and loaded. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure the thing that Phil has at his house is probably a large it's just like PC-ish. A computer, yeah, yeah, probably <laughs> basically a PC-sized thing. But nevertheless, you know, it's out there. It's, he's connecting to stuff, and and it works. And he's using the Elite series too. There's a chance that if you play Halo Five, you could, or I know he plays a lot of Destiny. He like does. You you do Crucible. You kill someone who's running on a star. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, I would think at this stage that his, his Scarlet's only effectively functioning as like an Xbox One X on cocaine, where it's just you know just. High on his own supply there because there aren't, you know, he, there's nothing that's out for him to, that that would take full advantage, full advantage. I mean, he, he may have things. They could could push builds to him. But but he, but he is, but he did say he's out there in the community. So he's playing current games as well. You're right. Yeah. It's like, if he's he's talking about this already, it's like, "Mm." yeah. Yeah. He's He's probably playing a, playing a Halo Infinite build at home. Maybe doing a little Forza Motorsport 8. Yeah. But if he's playing Destiny, he's playing the 30 frames per second. Yeah, it's not like because it's on a Scarlet. Right. Suddenly, yeah. Like the game's locked. Yeah. Like 30 on console, yeah. Right. Yeah. But still still cool to, to hear Phil uh, come out and say that. It's weird. That was, that was a fun little uh, tweet on his part. He should come in here and talk about it. Yeah. That's <laughs> great. He should bring in the Scarlet. Bring it on in. Let's see it. Yeah, we won't, we won't say anything. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this next story I was is one I never 
I had given up all hope of ever being able to say this on Unlocked. So here we go. The Xbox is getting a simulation Major League Baseball game. Yes, what? you heard me correctly. Wow. I know you guys don't super care, but that's okay. You got to give me this one. I care because I know how much you care. Yeah, <laughs> I saw this news. I was like, Ryan must be so happy. My my mentions. I know it's. it's I can actually <laughs> say with a straight face. My mentions blew up last night uh, when this when this was announced. Which it was strangely, it was announced in a Major League Baseball press release at like 6 p.m. Yeah. So it was sort of str- on a Monday night. So sort of strange timing, but nevertheless. Uh, so it's you'll read it and you go okay. Sony and MLB have extended their licensing agreement. All right. And then the next paragraph. In addition, the MLB The Show will now be coming to additional consoles as early as 2021. So what other consoles could that be? uh, Both (laughs) Phil Spencer tweeted about it. Uh, the official Nintendo account tweeted about it. The they official did, they, Xbox they, account. Nintendo did the little baseball emoji. Which was, that's all you need. <laughs> that's all you need. That's it's all just, you need. It's just a subtle acknowledgement that this is happening. And this is, I mean. Their, their sales must have taken a hit by going platform exclusive. Well, I mean, you're probably no, no, no. So, at least. All right, let me give you the quick backstory for this. So um, this we can, the entire scenario that we're in right now with, with pro sports, with baseball, is goes back to EA signing the exclusive Madden deal for mm-hmm. football. And I know you're like, how the hell are you? Let me walk you through this. I remember that, yeah. Okay, EA has always been has been making Madden for 25 years. Mm-hmm. Then 2K came in and Visual Concepts and started making NFL 2K, and it got really good. Uh, and they were always the underdog. Madden was the establishment, uh, and 2K, NFL 2K got arguably Better, became a better game than Madden, and there was one year, it might have been uh, 2K5? Can't quite remember. Where they said, we're going to put this game out at $20. I don't know if you guys remember this, but 2K's NFL game, they said, we're just, we're going to, we want to just get, we need to get people looking at this, we have a great game, so we're going to put it out at 20 bucks. Right after that, EA signed an exclusive deal with the NFL so that 2K could no longer make football games. Mm. In response, here's where here's where I'm taking you on this walk. Uh, it's just more corporate stuff, whatever. Uh, 2K signed an exclusive baseball license with MLB that uh, that said that it was it was basically to keep EA from from putting out MVP Baseball, which was on the original Xbox and the PS2, and was this was the best baseball game. That'll show them. So, uh, anyway, time goes by. Uh, M- MVP goes away. They 2K successfully kills it. But the, the arrangement of that contract was that first parties could still make a Major League Baseball licensed game if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. So Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo all held options to make baseball games with the Major League Baseball license. Only Sony took them up on it. And the show was born, and over many years, you know, it's, it's taken a long time, but the show got great. The sh- MLB The Show w- has been, for a number of years now, Not, I mean, yes, it is the only simulation baseball game, but it's a tremendous one. It's been great for a long, long time. Uh, Microsoft could have made one this whole time, and so could have Nintendo. EA couldn't. Uh, but but Microsoft could have, but it's obvious why they chose not to. 
uh, baseball is, is I love it. It's a great sport. I love it. But baseball does not have a lot of appeal outside of the U.S. So when you're spending millions and millions of dollars every year to make a video game, you you don't you want to have you want to be selling to the world, not just to one territory. It's not like FIFA. Mm-hmm. Exactly like- right. That's exactly right. So you know the the bottom line is neither Sony, excuse me, neither Microsoft nor Nintendo thought it was worth the investment to spin up a team and go year after year trying to not only build a baseball game but build one that's as good as the show because the show's had years to get mm-hmm. to get awesome and it is. <sighs> so here we are. Uh, that last night. MLB extends their deal with with Sony, but it's going to come to other consoles now, which I just, this is like the most M. Night Shyamalan twist ever. <laughs> I never would have thought this is how this would happen because it's, I think it's pretty fair to read into this that Sony did not volunteer to do this. Mm-hmm. So why would Sony voluntarily give up a first-party exclusive? Sure, they're going to make more money, but... Uh, you know, that's, I, I, it's, seems pretty obvious that MLB said, hey, you guys have a great game. We want to keep working with you, but our, we need our brand out on all the platforms. Yeah, we have this RBI baseball thing we make, but that's, you know, that's not the show. So we, we will extend our, our agreement with you, but you gotta, you gotta put it out on Switch and, and Xbox as well. And, here we are. I mean, I, again, I never would have thought of this possibility, but it does make a ton of sense because Sony will make more money because they'll get a cut of every mm-hmm. copy on Xbox and on Switch, just like Microsoft makes money on every copy of Minecraft. Yeah, sold it's on so Nintendo. weird. That I was just so thinking about Minecraft. Minecraft Bedrock thing coming to PlayStation yep. 2? Yeah. yeah. Ready to go. So Sony wins by making more money. Uh, Xbox wins, obviously, by not only getting... They get a great game on their platform, and it's a great baseball game, something they didn't have. Nintendo, same thing. Uh, MLB wins because the baseball brand is is in front of every gamer instead of just PlayStation gamers. And most of all, baseball fans win, regardless of what (laughs) platform you play on, because now you can get the best video game baseball uh, best baseball video game since MVP Baseball 2005 is now going to be available on on the Switch and on the Xbox, and this is it's it's just so great to to put this in perspective for Xbox fans specifically. The last sim baseball game on an Xbox platform was MLB 2K13 for the 360. Wow! The Xbox One has not had a simulation baseball game. So that's how long it's been an entire generation. Scarlet will not suffer the same fate. Uh, the, the press release says that the, that MLB the show, that the, the move, the, the, the branching out will come, uh, as early as 2021. So the reality is, mm. so it comes out in uh, March every year, you know, spring training, beginning of the season. Uh, MLB the show 20 is effectively Almost done. Right. They've got a couple more months. It fast enough. Yeah. It's basically almost done. So uh, I guess just they've left the door open for, you know, hopefully it'll be uh, next year's, meaning 2020, March 2021's mm-hmm. game, which which will be right at the beginning of the Scarlet PS5 generation. Or, you know, I guess they've, they've left the door open with that wording there. If they can't hit that deadline and they need more time, maybe it would be 2022. But... 
Uh, it's coming. It's happening. And yeah, this is, and it's a huge deal for baseball fans, but just in the general game industry, this is a big deal because this is Sony putting a, a Sony developed first party exclusive on their rival platforms. And we've, mm-hmm. this is just not a thing that's happened before. It's very interesting starting to see each of these major companies start to work together just a little bit. Mm-hmm. We see it more and more now. Even if MLB was the one with the gun to Sony's head. <laughs> yeah, like, we don't know how voluntary it was, but it does seem like Sony's one that's been holding on everything as far as a crossplay. We, we will reluctantly join crossplay and say, right. yes, it is better together and like kind of be the last one to join all these things. What is interesting to see, this is like another big shift too. Yeah. So, Sony has changed a lot of their strategies this yeah. year. It's, it's, I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know if it's an ideology shift, but they've been opening up more. And, um, yeah, something's going on over there. I mean, like, there's been some, like, shakeups with people in certain positions, yep. too. So, yeah. yeah. There sure is. But yeah. And I'm, I'm really happy, too, for, uh, for Sony San Diego, the developer. Uh, Ramon Russell, who's one of the, the, the leads there, one of the designers, comes in every year and shows me the new game. And, <laughs> you know, it's, it's coverage that I, to date have only been able to do for IGN's PlayStation audience. And he's a great guy, and I love seeing him every year. It's one of my favorite times of year when it's like, oh, if Ramon's here, that means it's <laughs> I get to see the show, and it's almost baseball season. And next and, year you're like, Xbox. Yeah, please bring the Xbox. Version. When you make your article, you get to click the Xbox I get to, little square thing. Right. <laughs> I get to check it, check that, check those other boxes. But um, it's home run. Not that, not oh. that. <laughs> really, Thanks, really knocking it out of the park. Miranda? Miranda, you got one? Um, no. <laughs> you but, might say, now that it's on all consoles, the bases are loaded. Oh, my God. <laughs> the only thing I remember That's at good. baseball or the thing that I enjoyed most was going to get the cheesy fries and the little baseball hat. There you go. I used to go, used to, go to Rangers games in Texas. When yeah. I Hot dogs. Hell, yeah. Oh, I've, I've been to a Rangers game. Oh, well, That's oh like yeah. Well, we both was in Texas. Yeah, yeah. They are moving into a new stadium this yeah, year. It's so with a, weird. With a dome. Yeah, a, yeah. a retractable roof because it's hot there. Makes me a little sad. Yeah, it is I kind of. Their, the their ballpark wasn't even that old. It was only like no. 20 years old. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, it was publicly financed, which is uh, I'm not a big fan of, but... Public monies should not go to billionaires, in my mm. humble opinion. But that's a story for another podcast. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, not that Sony San Diego was in any danger at all. I mean, the MLB The Show has been selling very, very well every year. But this just will be tremendous additional job security for Sony San Diego because they're going to be locked in. They know they're going to be... They're going to be making a, a very successful baseball game for, for the rest of their life. For well, yeah, they, 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 you know, they've got. I mean, having the Xbox and Nintendo audience, and possibly PC. We don't know on the PC side yet because yeah. the press release specifically said additional consoles. It mm-hmm. didn't mention PC, but hopefully a PC version as well. They would have said platforms. Yeah. Um, but in any case, yeah, it's just it's even more job security for the San Diego team, which is always a good thing. They know they can. You know, even if, if, if Sony's tide turns and they make a ton of mistakes and totally tank in the, the next generation, I know it's highly unlikely, but <laughs> look what happened to Microsoft. Hmm. But, you know, even if, even if PlayStation goes in the toilet inexplicably, <laughs> they'll be able to make this, they're going to be making this game for, for a much, much larger audience, uh, it should, uh, yeah, they it's, don't have it's to, good news for them. They don't have to, like, fret about what one company does. True. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly right. Exactly right. So uh, this is just, yeah, this is this completely took me by surprise last night when this news broke, and I've been, I've been uh, just on cloud nine ever since. Mm-hmm. Speaking of clouds, Destin. Yeah. 
Great transition. See, that is good. I, I just I set it up for you, and now you're just sitting there with your arms folded. I'm cold. Uh, <laughs> you're never, like, never going to make out. that bonus yeah. money. Yeah. <laughs> 2K Games has announced another new studio, Cloud Chamber. And what do you think they're working on, Ryan? <laughs> they told us, thankfully. Yeah. Um, Ren, are you a big are you a big Bioshock? Yes. I thought so. I yeah. love Bioshock. So do tell. What, what have we got going on here? So this is a very interesting thing. Uh, 2K has started a new studio called Cloud Chamber, as we just mentioned. And they're going to make the next Bioshock. Uh, so yeah, they've they've owned the yeah. rights this whole time. You know, yeah. Ken, Ken Levine and Irrational kind of you know ir- Irrational sort of went away, but then kind of morphed into they've, they've Empire. Yeah, and they cha- they kept a small handful of people, and they're working on some new thing for a long time now that we have yet to see. But Bioshock has been just kind of just in, in a coma, I guess, or yeah. <laughs> for a while. I think that's. Fine. I think it's really cool to see them spinning up a whole new studio just to make this game. Not necessarily that they're going to be only making Bioshock, which right. is good. I don't, I don't know. I'm not always a fan of like, we're making this one studio to make this one kind of game, mm-hmm. um, forever. It's like, maybe let them have some little flexibility there. But at least their very first game will be a new Bioshock game. Yeah. Um, they announced this and said, that's what we're making. It's very far away. Yes, yeah, several years. They said it will be in development for the next several years, uh, and it's it's there's there's sort of the studio is in two places. It's headquartered in Nevada, which is here, which is where 2K Mark yeah. was just corporate. I was just there two days. Yeah. For the- hey, Mark, what's the green damage in Borderlands Three? Oh my God! Is it corrosive? Some guys giving me some crap on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> no. Inside joke right there. Uh, and then the the other part of the studio is in Montreal. Yes. Yeah. So uh, the studio will be headed by Kelly Gilmore, who's a Firaxis veteran. So from within the 2K family, Firaxis, the makers of XCOM and, of course, Sid Meier's Civilization. So a very successful, very decorated studio. Kelly is coming over and is going to head up the Bioshock effort along with, no doubt, a team that she will be staffing up, obviously, over the, mm-hmm. over the the between those two cities. And, yeah, as you guys just mentioned, it's going to be in development for, quote, the next several years. No platforms, no release date. Uh, we don't know if it's a sequel, a reboot, a continuation of anything. And, yes, we did ask. Uh, and we, no, no logos. No, yeah. Nothing. We got, we got um, the Cloud Chamber logo. Obviously, <laughs> it is a Scarlet title, certainly, because we won't be seeing it until well into the Scarlet generation. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, what I, what I found strange about this is, and it's just if you think about it, by the time, if several years, okay, well, this is the end of 2019. Mm-hmm. That means, uh, by the time this comes out, we'll, we'll have gone a full decade, a decade between Bioshock releases. Infinite was, Spring of 2013. Wow. So there'll be a, effectively a whole new generation of gamers who have, have, don't even know what Bioshock is. Maybe. So it's up to, it's up to Cloud Chamber to now define that and what that's going to look like. If you don't know what Bioshock is, grab the Bioshock collection for Xbox One or PS4 because that game is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, all three of them. Well, yeah, that, well, okay, the collection is awesome because it's, it's just like scaled up textures, 60 frames per second. It's a great collection. It's one to an infinite, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'd want them to do with the Bioshock franchise from here. Like, I don't think a remake really makes no. sense. It's mm. too no, for please that. no. The like Bioshock stands and still is excellent. I mean, it's a, it's a game built on a massive story twist. Yes. So you, you remaking yeah. it probably isn't the way to go. No. 
Well, and I want to see what other settings, because you know, Rapture is like, well, it's so weird. It's this yeah. whole underground right. city, Underwater, and then and Columbia, Columbia up in the sky. Up in the sky. I don't so think it's like, you can touch those places though. And like, mm-hmm. but also like a landmark thing with Bioshock is like the lighthouse. Like, how do you involve that? Like, where do you involve all these very inherent Bioshock themes into another game? I mean, they did it with Infinite, but I don't know. I mean, the, the ending it of Infinite be. does kind of allow them to. Do anything. To do a There's always a lighthouse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I'm also like, I don't, I don't know. This, this, this series is really special to me. Mm-hmm. So I always get a little weird. I'm like, are you sure you guys need to make another one? <laughs> like, I, think, I, I think I'm one of the very people who are like, it's okay for things to end. Yeah. It's okay to be done. And then just well, remember those things. Bad but, news for you, Miranda. You make another one anyway. <laughs> years ago, 2, 2K's president, I think it was, said that uh, Bioshock is one of their permanent franchises. I so remember that. Yeah. It will not be going away anytime soon. I think the one location, the one place I don't want to see Bioshock go is space. Me too. Only sure. because there are a billion other space games and... Rapture was so unique, and Columbia was so unique. Well, and the idea is, like, somebody doesn't like living in this, like, society that, that the world has built. And so they take this, like, completely impractical and yet practical approach to leaving. Like, space is impractical, but building a city underwater, well, not possible, is, like... It's fantastic. It's, it's kind of this, like, weird... Yeah. Someone is crazy enough to do it. And then same thing with Columbia. Like, yeah. hey, guys, we're going to build our own city by getting these hot air balloons and going into the sky. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to breathe up there, but okay. Oh, they've got it. They're fine. <laughs> they figured it out. They, I mean, they're doing that, that it. That city didn't only go into chaos. It's fine. <laughs> um, I remember that's such a big thing, too, right? It's like, how, where do you take the next thing? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you keep on building on that without taking away from, like, that magic of what it has so i don't know i'm I'm very curious but i I totally agree i don't want space i will say i think uh kelly and the the team at cloud chamber will stand a very good chance of being able to hire uh, like effectively having their pick of the litter because i think a lot of developers out there would probably jump at the chance to to redefine bioshock yeah and Mm -hmm. and to work on this and join this new team and be able to sort of figure out what that new uh, definition of Bioshock is. Right, and this is going to set a foundation for everything they do with that series going forward, so it'll be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, all right, Control, uh, which, by the way, as we announced today, IGN's Game of the Year, uh, I voted for it. I was very happy to do so. Congratulations to Remedy, uh, to the entire Remedy team, uh, there's a little news story before I, I, I do want to talk about your game of the year votes. Uh, cause I know there were, it was, uh, we, we had a few kind of contenders there this year, mm-hmm. but, uh, specifically to control, this is a, a sort of a strange story, uh, aside from our game of the year award is it might be coming to game pass. Yeah, no, I, I made I, a mistake and said it was on Game Pass, and then somebody else made a mistake on a stream. I think it, Phil maybe. And well, it was that, that's the thing. It was yeah. Phil Spencer himself. Yeah. So uh, I hope you didn't listen to this show and think it was on Game Pass, <laughs> and then go say it was on Game Pass, and then have to do this retraction. No. I, yeah, I misspoke a few weeks ago. I thought it had been, but it, it wasn't. Well, but but Phil, okay, I mean Phil, then Phil he knows did the same mistake. Yeah. But. Well, but is it though? So Phil went on uh, a live stream for Extra Life. Uh, and he said Control was coming to Game Pass. So it's, uh, it was, he said, uh, he was talking about his games he liked in this year, and he said, I thought Control was really good. 
it didn't reach enough people. So I'm glad to see that it's coming into Game Pass so that more people will play it. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a pretty clear cut. There's Control not a lot of, is a thousand percent coming to Game There is Pass. not a lot of ambiguity not there. But then Remedy, the developer, took to Twitter and posted this. The information about Control coming to Xbox Game Pass, as reported on a recent Mixer stream, is incorrect. Remedy wrote, we have no news or announcements regarding Xbox Game Pass at this time. Translation, hey, head of Xbox. Shouldn't no. <laughs> but I, it's just, so if you, if you parse that very carefully, uh, they just say, we have no news or announcements at this time. At this time. The well, key they, they, phrase. They, it's effectively killing their Christmas sales. Like Christmas is three weeks away. A lot of people are going to get control under the tree unless I hope so. savvy people find out. Yeah. Well, like, let's just say they are. Savvy people are like, whoa, never mind. Let's come to Game Pass. Sorry, little Jimmy. You're not getting whoa. control. We're not going to buy it because we're just going to get it on Game but, Pass when it comes out in January. But Uncle Mark, I wanted control. <laughs> Too bad. Game Pass. Here's a Game Pass code. It's just a I'm the cool, fun uncle. You got me 25 (laughs) alphanumeric characters? You're a terrible uncle. I hate you. Can we please figure out the 5x5 codes for Scarlet? They're way too long. Just scan the QR code with your Connect, Mark. You you Come on now. (laughs) Just copy it in in email and paste it into Xbox.com. Redeem code. Yeah. I'll type it out. Way. Yeah. I, that, that's how I do most of them. But the, the <laughs> review codes that we sometimes, well, I don't get many of them for Xbox, but, um, you gotta do the code, then you gotta do the, the other code. code. And that's you, the unlock code. Digits. And, and you have to do it on the console because it doesn't often work when you utilize right. the website. It's fine. Wah. It's fine. <laughs> Wah. What's PlayStation 9? It's 12. 12? 4 by 3s. Mm-hmm. Uh, three by four. I think Sorry. Steam is Steam is. It's a small course. price to pay anyway. so, to not pay so a price. How about control for a video game? <laughs> Anyways, yes, I th- I think it's one of those things where it's like it's coming in probably January. Thank you, Bill. And they're like, mm-hmm. hey, we still have a few weeks before Christmas that we should be selling copies of Control. I mean, don't announce it on Game Pass yet. My <laughs> my guess, and this is just a guess, is uh, we do know that that uh, Sony had a marketing. Arrangement right. with control. It has been, you know, Sony's been been given a little, giving it a little push since release. Perhaps that arrangement ends when the calendar flips to 2020, and so perhaps that's when this will get announced. Because mm-hmm. Phil Spencer, of all people, is not one to misspeak like this. Sure. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's his. He would know if it's. Right. <laughs> it's like if he says it is, it's. I doubt he's making that up or confusing sure. it for another game. So no, I was no. confused. <laughs> Don't pay attention to me. <laughs> Philip Spencer, a man who's probably in a thousand meetings a day. True. Just, but you know, he's a chilling. He, no, what I'm saying is like he's just <laughs> he's chilling on an extra live stream and then forgets that out of those thousands of meetings, that was one of the things he probably shouldn't have said. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that that may entirely be possible. So uh, the point is, play the game. It is our game of the year. Uh, it's fantastic. I, I I love it. I love all of Remedy's games, and this one is just super special. I was really sad to see. We talked on the show before about how you know it's a AAA game that was, that was put out with a from a publisher that had a, a C tier marketing budget, so it's just mm-hmm. tough for them to to get the word out and tell everyone how great this game is. Um, yeah, marketing works. Yeah, it's, you know, when people you, know about your game. That's usually that's pretty helpful. Exactly right. So whether you buy it 
or uh, whether you do hold out and hopefully it does come to Game Pass, boy, I hope you play it. Um, mm-hmm. Now, c- do you guys mind revealing your ballots for Game of the Year? What were our choices? No, it's fine. I just remember. looked them up so I can... I can well, do you remember what... You guys don't remember? Did you vote? Were you able to vote this year, Destin? I don't think they... Uh, I don't think I got the email or... Oh, maybe whatever. maybe so because you work on... Uh, on Sponsored no, stuff? Or? No, I did, uh, I did the nominees. Okay. Yeah. Well, what would you have voted for? What was your pick? So do you want me to just read yeah. them really quick? Resident right. Evil, Slay the Spire, uh, Sekiro, Outer Wilds, Fire Emblem Three Houses, uh, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, Disco Elysium, Outer Worlds, Pokemon Sword and Shield, Set Jedi Fallen Order. Well, I think there. I know what Miranda's voted for. And then, uh, and then control. <laughs> yes. Uh, like none of those would have got my game of the year. Maybe Sekiro. Yeah. yeah. I, I haven't played so many of those, to be honest. It's fair. So. I mean, it was, again, it was a very, uh, strange year in that it was kind of just an eclectic, there were a lot of really great games, but there, there wasn't a Red Dead Redemption or a God of yeah, War. It's weird. This yeah. year, you know, it was just, there were a lot of great games, but, um, yeah, nothing that was sort of a, you know, masterpiece. We did nothing. We gave a ten to yeah. this year. Yeah. That, I think even our winner was a very close vote. And then it was the following up for those. There was like several ties for like yeah. third and fourth mm-hmm. place. I think I think my personal list was like Apex, Sekiro, okay, yeah, um, Star Wars, Gears of War five. Yep, I think those were my four yep. my personal nominees. Borderlands uh, was good. You know, the storytelling was pretty weak. Destiny 2 Shadowkeep is just more Destiny. Like, I didn't feel like it innovated. But uh, I might have given the nod to Apex just because it kind of, like, gave a, a push forward to the mm-hmm. Battle Royale genre. Absolutely. The the it did win Best Shooter. And yeah. And yeah. I think... No, what, what, yeah. It just won Best Shooter. Yeah. Uh, my, my ballot was... Uh, so I, I was sort of torn between Control, Resident Evil 2 Remake, Jedi Fallen Order, and Gears 5. And yeah, it was, so there just wasn't one of those that was an obvious pick for me, mm-hmm. but I super enjoyed all of them, ended up going with control and I'm glad to see that it won. But I would have been happy with, with, if any of those four other three had won, I'd have been yeah, perfectly happy Gears for Gears 5 them. didn't make our, our list. It didn't quite make the nominee list because it's, you know, it's, it, which yeah. is unfortunate, but you know, not everything, yes, it got a nine, but not every nine it's nominated. It's Call of Duty also didn't make it. It did win our best yeah. Xbox game of the year, though. Yeah. And I know that was by default. Well. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't but make it nominated. Crackdown 3 was not getting nominated, yeah. not on my yeah. watch. But, you know, Gears 5 was going to win that even if there had been 17 other Xbox nominees. Just mm-hmm. a tremendous game. I want to hear what those guys voted. Or well, my my personal uh, Destiny Two Shadow Keep for shooting. <laughs> liar. <laughs> uh, personal would be uh, Borderlands Three. Okay, I, yeah. I, I loved Borderlands Three, uh, and then I think my runner up for that uh, for Game of the Year would probably be uh, Death Stranding. Which, uh, fun fact, won our People's Choice Game of the Year. Good, cool, um, good for that game. Yeah, it's 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 it was super divisive. Obviously, there were yeah. some, you know, both critically and and uh, amongst the community as well. I mean, I've mm-hmm. seen. I've seen. I haven't been too near it because I just mm-hmm. I haven't talked much about it. But even I've seen it in my timeline, and some people just do not like that game, and some sure. people absolutely love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but as far as as what we were given for our nominees, uh, I went with Resident Evil Two. Okay, yeah. But I was torn between Resident Evil Two or Slay the Spire. Nice. Slay the Spire is sick. <laughs> and Miranda, we we know what you voted for, and and yes. good for you. You love the game. You've yep. been championing it all year. Dota Two. <laughs> Game of the year 2019. 
hey, hey, I tried so hard to get that on the best ongoing game list. And they're like, oh, sorry, you were the only one who wanted it on there. And I was like, there's a reason for this. <laughs> you I, tried, I tried getting anyway. No Man's Sky on best ongoing as well. <laughs> those, those sort of things are really hard. Um, anyway, we're not here to talk about Dota 2. People get on to me about that. Outer Wilds, you voted It was Outer Wilds. Yeah. The other games I talked about all the time this entire year. Um, and kind of going back to the thing with Control, we're like, oh, well, if you don't have a marketing budget, if no one talks about it, no one's going to play it. And like that's kind of how I felt about Outer Wilds. And we have this mm-hmm. platform where we can talk about games that we really love. It's on Game Pass. You can just download it and play it. It is such a phenomenal game. And it was absolutely my game of the year. And one of my favorite games of all time. Good stuff. Love hearing it. So see, yeah, and you can see right here, just on our panel of four, we all, we each yeah. voted for a different game yep. for game of the year. So Control was our ultimate winner of the entire IGN team and, uh, super deserving. Everybody, there's, uh, just great stuff from Remedy. Play it if you have not done so. I, I've said this before and I don't mean this negative, but it sounds negative when you say it, but this, this was a year for Control to win. And I think that's like really a good thing. Like the fact that usually there is this big AAA game that just steamrolls everything right. else and a more even playing field control got, you know, what it deserved. And so I mean that in a good way. No, I, I know exactly <laughs> what you're saying. Yeah. It was it's, a super- it's really like no, it's, last year it would have been, uh, there would have been almost no one talking about it probably. Sure, sure. Just and get, like next year you got, I mean, someone else would have been the outer, the, I guess, parallel to me with outer wilds. Like someone right. just please play control. Like someone would have had to do that. Yeah. Right. Where it's like next year, yeah, it's like last year was like God of War or Red Dead, Breath of the Wild. And the next year you got Cyberpunk and Last of Us. It's like, you know. And Halo you, and, and Doom and Eternal. Yeah, and like you can kind of see from a mile out. Half-Life Alex, That a game like Control would probably get, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's just the unfortunate reality of things. There's, yeah. there's too many great games at all times. And glad uh, Control is getting its moment in the sun. It is well deserved. All right. Finally, just some quick game announcing news. Remasters of Bayonetta and Vanquish are coming to Xbox One on February 18th, so just a couple of months away. It's going to be in a double pack for 40 bucks, or you could pick, uh, if you just, just want one, it's $25 for each of them. 4K60 for those on Xbox One X. So if you either super love Bayonetta and or Vanquish or miss them, they are two of Platinum Games' very best titles. They're, uh, if you like, basically, if you're a Ninja Gaiden fan or a Devil May Cry fan, those sort of, you know, challenging, fast action games, these are both two of, two excellent examples of that genre. Yeah, Vanquish is sick. Uh, Untitled Goose Game, huh. which is, In those thank songs. you. Uh, <laughs> it's PC and Switch up until now. Uh, it is coming to Xbox One and into Game Pass. On the 17th of this month, so just a, a very short ways away. Also, quick shout-out, we have a very nice guide for that if you get in ch- stuck on any of the challenges. Excellent. You might. I did. <laughs> I, I can, I've been wanting to play it. Like, uh, it's pretty quick. You could do it in like I know it's a day. Like an, it's, yeah, it's, I know it's quick, yeah. And but yeah, I just haven't... It's on Epic Game Store, and yeah. I don't have it like... I, I just haven't bought it on there, and then, there, it's, and then Switch. So it's oh. just like... Mm-hmm. This way, this is the perfect way I will now play it on yeah, Xbox. I remember Absolutely. we got the review copy for Untitled Goose Game, and then Tom disappeared and came back and was like, I just wrote credits on Untitled Goose Game. I'm like, I barely got back from lunch. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you can beat it in like 45 minutes. <laughs> but there's, some, there's there's kind of some replayability yeah, well, to it. Once right? it's yeah. over, there's like a whole new list. You yeah. Know? yeah, you also don't have to complete everything in an area before you have to, you can move on. So if you want to just like push through it, you can. I think you can definitely get some hours out of it. Excellent. Oh, well, sure. check that out uh, just, what, in a week or so. 
And finally, Resident Evil 3 Remake, the rumor is now confirmed, Capcom announcing. It'll be out, <coughs> pardon me, out April 3rd, John Borba celebrating in the corner over there. <laughs> I know you probably would have voted for Resident Evil 2 for Game of the Year. Oh, yeah, he's... And what? Or, or Slay the Spire. Oh, okay. my God, Borba. Me yeah. and you, buddy. Just, just growing out over here. <laughs> uh, yeah, RE3 Remake, it appears to use the exact same engine as RE2 Remake, which is yeah. completely not a surprise, and that's a beautiful engine, beautiful game, so... Uh, it is going to be third person over the shoulder, basically very similar to as far as form and function of RE2 remake. Well, they even call it out. There's a developer video, and yeah. like if you play Resident Evil 2, then you're good to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I watched that video; it was really mm-hmm. good. So, uh, what's cool about this it's, is a, it's out soon, relatively April 3rd. So, just yeah. a, a short wait, about four months for that. In fact, less than four months. Day before my birthday. Excellent. You're a four four boy. Yes, sir. Four four eighty eight. You double them, you get to eighty eight. It's cool. That's, yeah. That's how I always remember my birthday. <laughs> uh, no, it makes it so easy. And then you go to a, a European thing, and you're like, wait, is, do they want month or day? It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You're good. Yeah, you're you're a you're a palindrome. I live a I live a excellent life. Yeah. <laughs> and then what's neat about this though is remember that four v one project resistance thing? Yeah. That they showed off. Sure do. That's it's gone now. Oh, no. no it's, 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 it's the multiplayer component of Resident Evil 3 Remake. So it's just That's part good. Of it. That's yeah, good. Yeah, we'll just do it. Super yeah. cool. So, um, yeah, I am 100% going to play this because I adored RE2 Remake. I never played Resident Evil 3. Ooh, it's good. Yeah. So, cause it, that was always a PlayStation franchise and I was, I, I didn't, I didn't have PS1 and then on PS2 I just never played the Resident Evils. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm looking forward I, after uh, RE2 got me going. I mean, I played, I guess my first Resident Evil was 5. Wow. On 360, when it came to 360. Did you play 2? Uh, the remake? Yeah. I just I told you oh, I was okay. one of my finalists for Game of the Year. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was on my ballot. I found out. Uh, Thinking about Destiny. So, yeah, that is, uh, is good news right there. All right, that is everything we've got. Let's see, just about 15 minutes uh, left in the show, which is perfect. We do. I want to do the loot box because we did it but didn't do it last. Well, we did it last week and no one heard it. So let's let's give Ken from Perth in Western Australia his due so he can actually hear this. Uh, he writes in this, with the success of Jedi Fallen Order, does EA now get a pass? Now, <laughs> to wow. Wow. Star Wars <laughs> Destin's ready to go. I like this. So uh, he says, I just wish we had more Star Wars games. He loves Rogue Squadron from back in the day. Fond memories of the pod racing game for N64. He cites KOTOR as one of the best RPGs of all time. Uh, so yeah, Destin, elaborate. Does, I mean, this is a legitimate question. You know, does Jedi fall in order and how great it is and the fact that it's a single player game with no microtransaction BS in it. Does this uh, does this give EA a pass for you at all with 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 respect to how they have handled the Star Wars license up till now? Specifically about the Star Wars franchise, I mean, no, it doesn't give them a pass. It gives Respawn a pass, if anybody, the developer that took this vision and actually made it a compelling story with some fantastic gameplay elements. It's one of my games of the year, and I I really, really enjoyed Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. It sort of proved something that EA seems to have have had a point of contention with over the last few years, and that's with storytelling. Yes. They've yes, just been fair. killing storytelling game after storytelling game, and here comes Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. It's a lot of people's game of the year. It tells a fantastic story. It has excellent gameplay elements, and Respawn nailed it. So hopefully Respawn has smacked EA up the side of the head and said, let's start telling some great stories in games again. 
Yes. Well stated. I like that. Mark, what's that? I'm trying to remember what I said last week, but I think I remember saying that no, EA doesn't suddenly just get a pass. I think, I think Jedi Fallen Order is good despite EA. I think EA, salty. I think EA has certain things that they feel like need to be in games, multiplayer functionality, uh, frostbite, loot boxes, and Jedi Fallen Order has none of those. It's built on Unreal and is single player and all that stuff. Uh, and I think the other thing I said, which, is we shouldn't be surprised that Jedi Fallen Order is so good. Respawn has never made a bad game. Correct. Yeah, that Respawn's is definitely correct. Just killing it this year. Like I know they've obviously had some issues with Apex as far as uh, microtransaction stuff, but yep. Yep. that completely aside, like they've just killed it. They've done such a great job this but year. But Apex is still good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they, absolutely. They had a bad event and they actually yeah. adjusted their strategy but, at the event following that. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, we screwed up with the yep. crown thing. Mm-hmm. So, and they've been working yeah. on it. They've done like some really awesome other events that are not like any any sort of paid thing. It's just like cool Halloween stuff that they've done. Anyway, that all aside, no, <laughs> no, no, EA does not get a pass. Mm-hmm. It's really disappointing that it did take this long for them to be like, okay, we we do have our cadence of other specific games, but they didn't do a whole lot creatively as far as like new kinds of games, mm-hmm. and it took this long to get that, and that's not mm-hmm. a pass. It's just like a good job respawn, but yay. Could have done a lot better with it. It's been uh, six years of the star of EA's exclusive Star Wars license thus far, mm-hmm. and to date, they what they have to show for it is Battlefront One, Battlefront Two. Shout out to Mitch Dyer. Yes, and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yep, uh, that is not a great output as far and a, as and a canceled visceral game. Well, uh, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, Amy twice canceled. Yeah, oh, right. <laughs> so yeah, that's. Uh, you know, it's – do they get a pass? No. Do I want to dwell on it? No, because I think what hopefully the success, the critical and, and what I hope is commercial success of Jedi Fallen Order does is a couple things. One, it uh, greenlights Jedi Fallen Order 2, which I think would make a ton of sense because uh, Stig Osmussen and the Respawn team, they, they, they've got the team there. That is the second team. In place. Yeah. yeah, and they are – they could absolutely roll. They've got all their – uh, unreal molded technology that's that's tailored to what they need to do with it with third person lightsaber combat. So uh, there, it would s- seemingly everything's teed up for them to greenlight another one, which they could absolutely get done before in the next three years before uh, the, their EA's exclusivity contract runs out. So sure. that's one no, one thing I hope happens. Hmm. Number two, hopefully it will. Uh, embolden EA to get more, just a more Star Wars games going, but particularly more narrative-focused Star Wars games, because that's, you have Battlefront to cover the multiplayer side of Star Wars. Yeah. And and it's, and Battlefront, I mean, yeah, Battlefront 2 went through a lot of its own microtransaction, loot box-fueled uh, It's what kicked it off, basically. Yeah, but uh, the, the core multiplayer gameplay is excellent. Mm-hmm. You know, they've, you've got a lot of neat stuff in there. So there's no need to you've got that you've checked that box. Let's get some more great Star Wars stories, whether they're in role playing form or action game form or point and click adventure form. Like I don't care. Let's just, let's just get some more. You know what? Let, let the studios do something creative with that license. Like you yes. have it. Obviously, Battlefront something people wanted, and like we do have a story element there. We have a multiplayer there. But there's so much more you could do with that. Like, games aren't just story or multiplayer. Like, there's all kinds of different stories you can play with that universe. When I think about EA, I think about 
two of my favorite games of all time, Mass Effect 2 and the Dead Space series. Dead Space, the original Dead Space was absolutely yeah. fantastic. And uh, even the Need for Speed series, like uh, if you talk about racing games, has done fairly well even under the, the EA umbrella. And I hope they sort of get back to that. I don't know what sort of – they've been just taking a weird direction the last three or four years – as has Activision, more towards this games-as-a-service model and sort of trying to shoehorn in these odd mechanics. And it's, Surprise it's not, mechanics. Yeah, and it's, it's not working. <laughs> not There's been boxes. a lar- tremendously large backlash against it when it's gross. And just knock it off and go back to making good games yeah, like I mean, it was Respawn here. Yeah, you've got Respawn, absurdly talented. You've got, I mean, uh, Criterion, who had been on the... Yeah. The uh, Need for Speed games. Now that sort of ghost games, which spun off from Criterion, has been has been working on that. Like Criterion could could make a new Rogue Squadron. Mm-hmm. I loved Rogue Squadron on the GameCube. That was a great game. Yep. Um, you know, just outer space ship combat. It'd be be great stuff. You know, they've got there there is plenty of talent in the house. And then of course, you know, Kotor three should have happened. Mm-hmm. Let's. <laughs> Let's just uh Who owns that license? Is it Bioware or is it EA? The, what do you mean? The, the Kotor? Kotor, they made the I MMO mean, headed out by Bioware, all, right? Right. Under yeah. it's all been under the EA band. Yeah. Now yeah. I mean the problem with a Kotor three uh logistically is uh that Kotor is not canon anymore. Mm-hmm. Everything got wiped right, right, after right. So it'd after have Disney to be rebooted. So anything made from this point forward is canon. Is canon. So it has the adapted new canon. Yes. So just call it Kotor, but, but something else. I, I don't like how how Bioware has not been tasked with making a Star Wars role playing game is insane to me. But Bioware we know is still working on Anthem. We know right. they're developing Dragon Age. Yeah. Well, I mean, like the four they, people, whoever however many staff are still on you, Anthem. You have you have. Uh, the Star Wars license th- up until mm-hmm. about 2023, yeah. to the best of our knowledge. Set Dragon Age aside, which you completely That's like own, almost you done, can though. Dragon Age. Yeah, it's several years. That's several years away too. Remember from the Game Awards teaser last year? They're like, oh yeah, this game's not even close. Okay, I just yeah. don't. Yeah, it seems like it's pretty just hard. put bio, put Dragon Age aside, and l- while we've got this window of time, put Bioware on a Star Wars role playing game. I don't understand. Makes no sense to me. But. I, th- I think they do have one other thing they haven't announced in the works that we don't know about Bioware, but I don't. That would be interesting because, to the yeah. best of my knowledge, they're a two-team studio. Mm-hmm. There. It's, the, it's been the Anthem team, which had been the Mass Effect team, of and the Dragon Age. Team. Mass Effect, yeah, Dragon Age and uh, and Anthem. So mm. we'll see. Yeah. But yeah, the, that's that's the biggest travesty of all to me is Bioware right there. You can you can literally hand them the Star Wars license and say go. And that hasn't happened. It's a I real think, shame. I think Mark Dara would love that opportunity. We'd all love it. So, Ken, it sounds like four no's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, Ken. Yeah. Uh, all right, thank you, Ken, for that loot box question. If you would like to send us a loot box question, which is just any old Xbox gaming question you want to pose to the panel for us to discuss, send it to unlocked at IGN.com. That's also the same email address that you can send your Xbox trivia questions to, uh, even though our... our uh, Trivia contest is winding down for this year. Next week is our last show of 2019, FYI. I'll need plenty more good trivia questions for when we get back and get going in 2020. So I have brought the trophy because it's possible it will be awarded today. If Miranda gets it wrong and Destin gets it right, that will secure the victory 
for Destin, and it will be another trophy on his desk. Miranda, no one wants that. Except um, I want that. I'm trying my best. Miranda, no pressure, but I'm going to be furious if you know. <laughs> Good thing I'm sitting next to you. <laughs> Look at that. Love that. What? Look at this guy. <laughs> I don't know. I can't help it. You show me Tesla stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> so software updates available. I'm going to get some new features while we oh podcast. Oh, my goodness. Let's uh, wrap it up, boys. All right. So... Uh, unlock block trivia challenge. It's Destin's at 10 points and Miranda's at 9. Mark, you're playing for pride at 4 points. So if here we go. Uh, and by the way, so apparently a lot of people missed my tweet about this. The show that we did last week but didn't get to air, Miranda did get it right and Destin wasn't here. So I'm counting I, I would have gotten it wrong because I told okay. Mark my answer and he said So that's, that is why Miranda is just one point behind now. So 10 to 9. And that question came from a user na- person by the, by the username of Gator Way. Uh, it, it was Halo Reach trivia, uh, the name of the medal that's awarded at a 40 kill streak. And it was, it was unfriggin' believable. Correct. Yeah. Like correct yeah. indeed. So here is this week's question with the trophy on the line. I, I really want this to go to the last week next year. <laughs> next ne- week, so. Yeah, I, I'm gonna try my best. Uh, Brian Toglia, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. His gamer tag is darkest one. Which of these original Xbox racers had a DeLorean knockoff featured in it? And a hint from me, it was on the cover of the game. It was on the box art. So I chose this thinking that it would be kind of an even playing field that none of you, probably none of you would straight know it. And that it would just be a matter of trying to think your way through it or just roll the dice. So a a DeLorean knockoff on the cover of this game. For the original Xbox, was it Midtown Madness 3, Burnout 2, Point of Impact, was the subtitle on Burnout 2, if you don't recall, Midnight Club 3 from Rockstar, or Reckless, the Yakuza Missions? So it is one of those four. Uh, I will go to Moran. No, I'm going to go to Mark first. <laughs> the one who has no skin in the game. Man, I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> of course. Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, man. I don't know. I'm just gonna go with. I'm gonna go with A for fun. Midtown Madness three, sure. a very well liked first party Microsoft game way back in the day. Midtown Madness was originally a PC game, and then uh, Midtown Madness came to Xbox. Hmm. So, all right, that brings us to Miranda. Okay, I only remember Project Gotham Racing, so this makes this very hard. I don't remember the, a lot of the other racers from okay. the original Xbox. Just gonna roll the dice. All right. Go Midnight Club Three. Rolling the dice. Rockstar, the Midnight please. Club Three. Delorean knockoff. Destiny. Please have a knockoff. I don't I know think so. The answer. Oh you no! Know oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Well, Are you let's kidding? lay it on us. It is reckless. The Yakuza missions. D. Final answer. Final answer. Destin, uh, congratulations. The trophy is yours. That is correct. I feel like I just need to go study OG Xbox stuff that, cause I was so, okay. It was, was the first was very racing game to have a DeLorean. I and was, yeah. I, I don't know that. Yeah. I don't know that. I know. That is, uh, congratulations <laughs> to Destin. Congratulations, Destin. Unlock Block Trivia Champion for 2019. I love well the trophy. Now. Thank you. Um, I kind of wanted it to go to sudden death also. Uh, now, Miranda, there, uh, someone <laughs> yeah. who wanted to just remain anonymous in our audience, uh, just a, a kind soul, wanted to make a uh, something for the runner-up. So we have this runner-up trophy oh, right here. That's this, perfect. This, uh, if, if you're not familiar... This is 
This is a DVD <laughs> dongle yeah. for the original Xbox that that turned uh, so you could use a remote control and use your original Xbox as a DVD movie player. So Miranda, that is for you. Oh, thank from you. another kind soul in our audience. That's pr- cute. I love. I love. That. This is so, a reminder that I kept losing this at home. <laughs> now I will. Like the best thing. So next year, next year. I think I think have, mine's still in my Xbox. <laughs> Probably there was no reason to ever take yeah. it out unless you were doing four player Halo. Yeah, um, I was gonna say, could it go in like the four players? Yeah, and just live there. Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's where mine lived. Nice. Most, okay. So. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, Miranda, thank you for giving me a, a good run for my money. Yeah, this thank year. you. This was, was, it was a fun competition. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad it came down to almost the final week. It was a, a yeah. good competition <sighs> all year. So, uh, remind, this is unlocked tradition now. I think this is, is this the fourth year we've done this or third? I have uh, three of it. Four. It's four, four right? Four, I'm pretty yeah. sure this is the fourth. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, did Mitch, is Mitch or Marty won? Marty won one, right? one of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. He won so the was, like curved one. Right. Was yeah. the, oh, was that the because the first? I don't one was, remember what it was. It was the Dookie, then the three sixty sixty. I, I could have go get them, but and then the, <laughs> oh, there was oh, okay. the Connect one last yeah, Brandon, year, right? Brandon got that. Brandon, that's right. Yeah. So oh yeah, so I, so it's been five. This five. is the fifth year of this. Yeah. Wow, that's so good. Nice. I'm really glad. So and the, again, the trophies every year are completely the the uh, product uh, of the imagination and hard work of unlocked fans. So uh, I cool just, I love our audience. This is so cool that somebody takes this upon themselves, or in this year's case, multiple people yeah, take you. it upon themselves every year. I can't break this one. <laughs> <to make it. laughs> so uh, if it, basically how it works, it's very informal. If you want to make next year's trophy, if that's a thing that you want to do, you can uh, email me unlocked at ign.com and we can we can arrange it. This one, like I had no creative input into this. Years past, like we started with the Duke. That was sort of my thought. Was like, all right, let's let's make it based off of old Xbox peripherals. Obviously, this is uh, this is the Dukey uh, Redux. Mm-hmm. But you know, next year it's at this point it's whatever the trophy can be, whatever you want it to be. If you have a vision for it, but uh, yeah, so drop me a line if you're interested. If you're if you're uh, capable and willing to to uh, take that on. I, th- I think my favorite on this one is the Umlocks. Because I'm the only one that probably knows the name of that weapon because I did an armory on it when I worked nice. at Screw Attack. Because Chronicles of Riddick is one of my favorite games. Oh, my gosh. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. All right. So uh, well, I guess we'll just play for pride next week then. Yeah. We'll, right. we'll, we'll just play for pride for fun. It's practice. But, yeah, if you have an unlocked block trivia question, so an Xbox trivia question, please send it our way. Unlocked at IGN.com. I need the question, the answer, and f- uh, four multiple, tri- multiple choice answers noting the correct one, please. And it is time for us to go. We've had a nice long show this week to hopefully try and make it up for you a little bit from our our uh, unintentional absence last week. Mm-hmm. You can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Look for my re-review of Halo, the Master Chief Collection, coming soonish. It's it's almost done. Getting there now. So uh, that's it from me, Destin. Yeah, at Destin Legary on Twitter. Um I'll still be streaming a little bit throughout the end of the year at twitch.tv slash the Destin channel. Uh, I'm going on my honeymoon very soon, and my, my family's visiting for a few days, so I'm going to be, like, in and out of the office for the next few weeks. Are we? Yeah. Are we? Are you not on next week's show? I, I can do next week's show. Okay. My mom leaves on Monday. Yeah. Okay, good. Glad yeah. you'll be Your here. Your mom could be on the show. That's true. No, she's gone. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, thank you very much, Destin. Good stuff there. I Mark? I don't like when Destin leaves because then Stella's my boss. <laughs> She's mean to me. She's a tyrant. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Domino's Official. I tweet about pizza a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, you, the thing I've I, had 30 to 40 pizzas. <laughs> I've had 40 pizzas in the last 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> Their quality's going down. I had to eat 40 of them to know that. <laughs> really. Anyways, um, last week I plugged something that you'll never be able to hear, so I'll plug it this week. Uh, we had the developers of The Outer Worlds, Leonard Boyarsky and Tim Kane, Talk over a speed run that's like 12 minutes long uh, of the Outer Worlds. And uh, it got a lot of good feedback. And if you haven't watched it, you should go watch it because it's really, really cool. We weren't sure how creators of a game would react to their game. Like if they'd be straight up offended? Yeah, or- we, were like, we were like, hey, this is like a really cool thing. We mean it to be positive. And, and it's just so funny to hear their reactions of like, I didn't know you could jump over that fence. <laughs> yeah. it, it's, by the way, it's Mark's being modest. It has almost 6 million it's views on there. YouTube. It's almost there. So, yeah, yeah check it out. It's really good. It's really, really cool. You should you should watch it. Um, you yep, could also that's it. publicly extend an invite for other developers. Who yes. Do yeah, that. if you want to react to a speed run of your, your game. Uh, of your game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark underscore Medina at SifDavis.com or in Medina at IGN.com is probably easier to remember. That's easier. Miranda, Ryan, take us Ryan. home. Yes, you can find me at Havoc Rose and it's Havoc with a K on Instagram. Twitter, and kind of wherever else you may be. Um, I am working on some best of anime stuff, so I get to do some anime stuff again, which is really exciting, and some anime of the decade things. So that's all going to be a lot of work, and it will be very fun. Um, otherwise, please use iGen Guides, because we work really hard. Yeah, as you're playing all your f- big fall games. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. All right. Thank you, everybody. We'll be back for our final show of 2019 next week. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.